Psychomedy is brought to you by ThreadUp, Manchester-based therapy that supports creativity. I'm Rafaela Nunes, the founder of ThreadUp and the counsellor supporting the creative community. Comedians and creatives in general can experience anxiety, depression, low moods, and this in turn can affect their creativity. One-to-one counselling can facilitate a safe space for creatives to explore any difficulties, to gain self-awareness, to develop strategies that work, and ultimately to create choices that are aligned with the natural creative flow. If you're in need of support, then please get in touch. Visit threadup.co.uk to book your counselling sessions at reduced rates when you quote Psychomedy. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of the live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me on Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Athena Kuglenu. How are you? I'm um, I'm fine actually. I'm and I, I don't I don't want to brag about it, but since you asked, um, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm, I feel like I've acclimatized to the new normal, if I'm honest. Oh, that's good. That's good. There's been a few comedians that have been saying, I'm pretty good, you know, like uh, it's obviously, yeah, they may be a bit embarrassed to say they're good, but you shouldn't be. We're looking for the positives here. So what um, what makes you so well? Well, it's funny because I've been thinking about it and I think what well, first of all, I'm lucky enough um, not to have had like personal kind of trauma attached to what's happening. So I think yeah. people who have like are impacted by this directly obviously you're going to be going through a lot so it's largely distant from me uh, but secondly the things that we're not really allowed to do are always the things that kind of made me a bit anxious anyway like we can't go out great I love staying in <laughs> my favorite thing ever like but you know the whole thing like with, if if you've got something in your diary and somebody cancels it you call them up and you're sad but on the inside, you're just tap dancing because you get to stay home. So that week where everything just got cancelled, there's a week just before lockdown where everything was like cancel, 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 cancel. And I just had all this like, um, it was like, uh, uh, what do you get when you eat chocolate and exercise? You know, that stuff you get in your brain, uh, serotonin. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. If something got cancelled, I get a serotonin rush. Um, <laughs> and even if it paid work, you know, I was losing money, but I was like, I don't have to do my house. Um, so I think, I mean, so I think, yeah, there is, there are parts of me that misses obviously doing things. And there are definitely some things that I, I, I regret that weren't able to happen. But overall, mm. like generally speaking, somebody saying to me, I don't have to go out unless I absolutely have to. That's pretty much, I always feel like I did one. I feel like I wished for it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I think that's the first time I've heard that. That's great. I mean, yeah, when those cards were tumbling, a couple of weeks ago I felt terrible but yeah I should have called you up you'd have been you'd have been laughing I'll tell you what it is because I'm generally people don't believe this when I say this but I'm generally a shy person that that wants to sit in their room on their own reading a book that's kind of what I want to do maybe eating a pizza I don't know 
Um, so, but I, you know, what it's like, we make a life out of going out, socializing, being in front of people, being big, putting ourselves out there, showing off. And that takes like a remarkable amount of, en- amount of energy if it's not really in, in your nature. So yeah. this represents a chance for me to kind of be like in my, in my element. And then when it's all over, I'll go back to, you know, doing all this, other, which I still enjoy all the other stuff. It just takes up a way more energy. It's just it's tiring. Whereas this is now a bit of cruise control for me. Um, <laughs> for ways. Yeah, nice. Um, nice. Not, I guess it's not usual for comedians to not want to be around people. <laughs> Maybe, you know, it, and it is hard. Like the money, I can't deny the money thing is hard, but there's other things that have kind of offset that. So I don't have to pay for childcare because childcare has been knocked on the head. So mm-hmm. I've got one with me all day which is great because I don't have to pay for myself uh, to look after her um oh. so that, oh, it's I mean it's a huge saving it's literally huge it's massive yeah. um yeah I'm I'm super lucky because I just recently got like a little BBC gig so that has helped me like I'm if I didn't have that gig I'd, this would be a different conversation if I'm honest um so that kind of helped me a little bit financially I get a modest amount from them to help mm. me to um so the rest of it is just kind of just trying to fill my day and be productive. But yeah, I miss I miss stuff, but I, I'm doing okay with these circumstances. I can't I can't I can't lie. Oh, so that's so good to hear. I mean, yeah, this is usually something uh, you know, like a question I'd ask on the normal psych comedy show because usually we're just checking in with people. But that is interesting. That you know, as a, I don't think any other stand-ups would say that, and they're not really, you know, or certainly I think you're missing the live work you know less than most what what got I mean what what do you think made you want to get into stand-up then in the first place then if you're this kind of person that is maybe more more anxious into doing this kind of thing I just felt for a long I've always done stuff that was about me expressing my opinions and views of on things and Mm. it was just another attempt at me to find a vehicle for my for my thoughts you know I've done like writing that before before that I was kind of a kind of a pseudo journalist um so that's what I got why I got into comedy and also I mistakenly thought it would be a lucrative thing to do um <laughs> like that was a long time ago uh, um, I learned I learned that it wasn't very 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 quickly um but it, I mean don't don't get me wrong I miss performing do you know what I mean like I want a gig mm. I want to do a gig I don't want to do a gig on Instagram live you know what I mean? I want to be out front of people and and you know telling jokes and making them laugh and also talking about my worldview, which I happen, you know, I've worked hard to have on my opinions. You know what I mean, I didn't wake up in the morning and think, I think this. I read and I interrogate. I take an interest in things. So yeah. I missed that opportunity. It's just that doing that is a lot of energy for me, and that's yeah. energy now I don't have to use. And I appreciate. It's like I appreciate having an excuse not to do it. Does that yeah. make sense? Um, no, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's just good to get the positives out of this situation. And if that's your positive, it's brilliant, I think, because there are positives to be taken. And if that's yours, that's wonderful. I think I think with I'm not suggesting that this is like a unique position for me. I think lots of stand ups are in this position, too. Like I stand up is a big part of my life, but it's also um a segment of my life there's you know I do I do write into obviously I'm a parent um I 
cohabit with someone I'm doing other I've got other projects I've got my own podcast I've got my other stuff okay. so it's it's there isn't a vac there is a vacuum but there's other stuff bubbling away and I feel like yeah. I feel very like I've benefited and I'm very lucky to have other things you know I wake up every morning I generally have a list of things to do and some of those things are really silly things like um pair your socks or (laughs) 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 clean out the dishwasher drain like something crap and some of the things are like you know just like working on my other projects or do my writing or or whatever I actually got into music theory recently which is um oh nice nice yeah I noticed that on your yeah I noticed that on your twitter you were talking about half notes so I'm just I'm just learning this. So I kind of know, I'm, I'm I know a bit about music. I can I can read music. I can play like stuff on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for, nice. years, for years, I've always really neglected um, you know working on that side of of my brain and that skill. And um, we've just got like a little electronic piano. Uh, and I want to I want my daughter to learn. But I thought well, if I get to a certain standard, then when she learns, we can learn together. It's always been a regret of mine to have not continued to study it and to practice and play. And now I've, I've got the time. I've never had yeah. time before. I always used to get stressed out about my lack of time. I was always on my way to somewhere or preparing for a deadline or doing this or doing that. And what I've got now is, is time that I never had. So yeah. I don't want to look back on the next you know on the three months that are coming up for us which will unfortunately probably be like this I don't want to look back and think oh I could have I mean I could have worked I could have learned the the, the D minor scale (laughs) (laughs) I could have learned the blues scale and all that stuff so um it's I'm trying but I literally I look 15 minutes a day that's what I spend on it by the way um this isn't I'm not like doing it that's cool that's cool yeah yeah. i'm I'm doing the same thing i'm doing the same thing i'm doing the same thing for me and my kids it's amazing for mental health i go on about that all the time i've probably mentioned it several times on this podcast that it's incredible for mental health and um yeah i do about an hour a day it's great oh you do an hour a day oh yeah so you must be really good you must uh, but that's it's really i think we love music and yeah i don't there i can't think i can't imagine somebody doesn't appreciate some kind of music of any kind and it's yeah. whilst I was going to say that it's funny what you think about the things that bring you joy as a young person if you can mm. read it as an adult it's great because you just think how did I forget how did I leave this behind what got in the way of that so yeah, really- yeah. no absolutely yeah this is uh, one of the things we can do rediscover our childhood pleasures that's why everyone's doing board games and stuff like that now you know there's uh, stuff to do great so you talked about kind of opinions and uh, getting them out in stand-up you know one of the ways to replace that is on twitter so i was having a look at your twitter and you're very you're very you know you put out a lot of tweets every day i try and stay away from twitter and news but it seems like you're on top of what's going on everywhere is that would that be right to say yeah and i'm trying to de- i'm still trying to decide whether or not it's healthy or unhealthy mm, um, what, what do you think now I think that if I didn't have Twitter, as bizarrely enough, I was having a conversation about this on Twitter with somebody, and I, <laughs> bizarrely enough, and I've, I've, I'm, I think that as 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 much as Twitter can can trigger things in your brain that lead you to be reactive and angry and upset and and disproportionately so, I think what it's great for is it's a great leveler, and we generally live in quite an unequal society in which. We have a media that's controlled by a minority, um, and not only is it controlled by a minority, but some people people think the media is malicious. It's actually the people who in it who are in it are very incompetent, um, and so we've got this like 
this, these, so what Twitter does, what I'm trying to get at, is that it gives me a voice that doesn't really exist. There's nobody like me writing columns for the Times, for example. There's no one like me um, sitting, um, you know, being asking Boris Johnson or uh, or Dominic Raab now um, questions at his press conference. So what I can do is I can go on Twitter and I can say, well, this is what I think. Um, and that's my theory as to why Black Twitter is such a big deal, because we have such small media presence, particularly in this country. Um, but what we do have is great um, social media presence. Like if you think about the, how Twitter works and what's popular and what goes viral, a lot of that is is from from black commentators on Twitter. Memes pretty much are made by mo- most memes are made by black commentators. Uh, the language of Twitter comes from um, comes from from. I was going to say us, but I literally have never invented a word in my life. But like, <laughs> generally, generally, this is this is, this is back, black culture stuff. So Twitter is quite important for me as somebody who wants to be not deliberately contrary, but who wants to uh, look at things, look at the the prevailing narrative, and maybe offer a slightly different view that is available to anyone who might want to uh, who can who can find it. You know, if you've got a if you've got a word in your search engine on Twitter, whatever they call it and you're interested in that topic, my tweet on that topic will mm. come up. You know what I mean? You know, you haven't had to go out buy yeah. a newspaper, you have to watch the news. So cause for me, Twitter is great for that, but I've had to learn how to manage the negative sides of it. No, it's great. I uh, implore everyone to have a look at your Twitter. It's very interesting. What, what do you think are the main things or something, something big with a prevailing narrative that you're maybe putting another voice towards? Oh God, that's, you put me on the spot there because now I'm going to say, <laughs> I would say generally speaking, um, at the moment, the there's actually quite a lot of agreement. <laughs> I go on Twitter and I tend to, in terms of current affairs, I'm mm. fine agreeing um, with a lot of, of things that are happening because this is... <laughs> that's this a good is, thing, that's a good like, thing. I'll tell you this, this is the first time in Trump's presidency that I've seen right-wing press in America criticize him. I've not seen it before. And normally I go on and I see him being praised or being supported. And I've, see, I've seen like Fox News um, laying to him. And, and that's interesting. So that's, that's why he put me on the spot because I'm like, wow, this is, this is really appropriate. I suppose the one thing I'll talk about really quickly, and I did tweet about this, is that uh, quite famously now, two French people um, in America, and France is a fairly... France doesn't really do multiculturalism, so it doesn't necessarily have the discourse on racism that we have here. Two French academics on TV going, let's test vaccines on Africans because they're African. Fundament- and I'm not even, I'm paraphrasing, that's exactly what they said. Now, I find that, I don't find it racist, it is racist. There's nothing, mm. you can't be, it's not, I'm not accusing them of being racist, it's not, a, it, they are, that's it. And I find the reporting on it to be quite offensive because it's all kind of dancing around the... The, the language array. Oh, then you know, some people are saying and people are claiming this and they're accused that they're not accused of it. You can't go on TV, national TV, and then go effectively on the world media via social media and call mm-hmm. bodies to be sacrificed for European bodies. You can't do it. And if you can do it and then you can't be called a racist, that's a problem for me. Um so that got my who, that's that got my go up. Who said that? Who said that? I wish I knew them. There were two French um scientists. Um, you can right. find this really right. just, just uh, unfortunately if you type in racist French scientists you won't get anything but if you just because <laughs> no really. but if you were to type in French scientists who thinks we could you should test on Africans it was so bad Didier Jogba had to come out and tweet about it 
Um, right. So, um, and if Jogba says it's bad, it's bad. That man's great. <laughs> I love, I love, I love Jogba. Um, so, but that was stuff. So stuff like that, or just calling. I like to, I like to kind of call out kind of journalistic practice that kind of upholds quite negative things. That'd be an example of that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I love looking through your Twitter. You're very, yeah, you're very prolific and it's interesting, which is uh, more than more than most, I say. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to hear you saying, you know, there's some optimism there with, you know, everyone kind of having similar opinions, maybe. Are you generally optimistic that this can maybe bring people together, that this can maybe be a good thing for society, this? Um, am I optimistic? Mm. <laughs> Yes and yes and no. I think that um, I think that ultimately we're we're going to realise how much we we value each other, regardless uh, of where the other person comes from. Um, you know, we, it's what we miss the most, and we'll probably come out of this. Yeah, we will be more pleasant. You know, and the one th- the one thing we, we were never doing well enough on, and this, I include myself in this, we weren't good at being kind to people we don't know that's why the internet can be quite brutal if someone says something we disagree with um we just lay into them and if they're wrong you know we still think well you're wrong so i'm justified in being rude to you and that's kind of i think now people are being more sensitive because we understand that we're all in a situation that might make us do or say things that aren't great or uh we're mm. aware you know i mean literally everyone knows somebody now who has got the iris and i'm i'm pretty sure a lot of people are connected to people who are suffering really badly from it so we are being kinder because we're finally able to empathize with everybody else because we're in the same situation whereas before we had no empathy because there wasn't a shared a shared experience um yeah simultaneously but at the same time i wonder if when things go back to the way they were that if we won't just do that you know i don't we've had lots of things to teach us about kindness and community and so on and so forth and we've never responded positively but like we had a credit crunch you know it's 10 years ago it was it was disastrous people lost their homes their jobs Mm. we weren't we didn't come out of that i mean in fact we came out of that worse (laughs) (laughs) do you think there is some kind of hope i'm optimistic because this will probably go on for a long time because this is perhaps a time for reflection a time for reset a time to really think about who you are do you think there's the hope do you think there's hope for the like the worst people who people that aren't kind that say awful things all the time i'm talking about i, I noticed piers morgan on pop up on your timeline and i think something maybe you retweeted someone that said uh, people are not necessarily nice because they say nice things in the pandemic which is of course absolutely true are you that optimistic that uh, even the worst people that uh, say unkind things all the time might change out of this i'm I possibly am, you know, because it is such an extended period of time. Maybe not Piers Morgan, but yeah. people like him. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it's the, the Piers one is interesting because particularly what his comment was, was basically immigrants are great, they they die for us. <laughs> it's like, that's not, we didn't come here to die for you, Piers. <laughs> that's not why we came here. You know, we, this, that's incidental. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a narrative about the good immigrant that is quite patronising to people who are effectively immigrants. Like, we have to be good immigrants, but Shirley and Stan go to Spain and get to fuck around all day and do nothing. Why, why aren't they joining the NHS? You know? Um, so there's that conversation you're right there will be good to come out of this and people i've already i think i'm nice <laughs> if I'm, I, I speak to my name you know now you know, yeah, yeah. so as you know and that's great and 
you know, we have more to say to each other and we appreciate each other more now because we, if we don't talk to each other, then we ain't having any kind of contact, you know, to with anyone. So I think, yes, we've got to watch out for people who will just use this to their advantage and just get brownie points for saying obvious stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm teetering tw- on the side of optimism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it'll be I'm teetering. I'm teetering. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. After this, it's going to be harder to excuse rudeness. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Through a pandemic, and it's it's really serious. You know what's happening is 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 devastating, um, and it's it's gonna, you know, it's leaving people bereaved. Um, or it's leaving and it's leaving you know families with with losses and kids you know kids aren't at school they're losing their friendships and their education uh, people are losing money they're not working so you know if you come out of this and you've got an attitude what that's the one is it so yeah maybe maybe overall we'll, we'll generally be will be will notice a little more kindness a lot more happiness a lot more understanding um, but I'm not here for traditionally contrary and, you know, or, you know, commentators who are generally just quite unpleasant, just coming out and suddenly being nice because it doesn't. I think other people are probably getting nicer, which is good. Yeah, good. And I think it's going to be interesting for stand up as well. You know, will the things we talked about in stand up before be regarded as as important or if you're talking about something being annoying like I don't know even even I don't know people that talk about their kids being annoying it's like well hang on we've just come out of a pandemic that's not important anymore is it I don't know it'll be interesting I think you're right I think but um the beautiful thing about stand-up is it's it's one of the most responsive art forms that's out there because it's instant Uh, if if you're if you're making a film and the temperature changes it's gonna take you three more years to remake that film right but (laughs) we just go out and we'll talk about something else so yeah. actually, it's it's a wonderful thing and um you're right like a lot of people you know a lot of people are like you're like using the kids example like people are probably getting to get their kids but i'll tell you something man like like i couldn't one of the best things about this if you can say there's something good to happen about this is like personally for me i get to spend all day with an 18 month old which is a best thing ever it's just you know I'm so lucky to have this little monster and she's great and she can say like just a few words but they're the best words bubble and dinosaur <laughs> you know it's not she, doesn't have, she can't say pandemic she can't, she can't say, <laughs> I was gonna she, ask that can she say corona yet but. but it's probably it's not it's not far off so um you know definitely if anyone's being stressed out by their kids right now my message to you is just like please like just embrace it all because you when they're back in childcare and you're paying for that childcare, when they're back in school and you're not with them i swear like you're gonna miss those kids man like definitely so yeah absolutely oh that's uh yeah it's so good to hear you being so positive that's great you know um lovely uh so where can we get your any content apart from twitter you got your podcast keeping I, athena companies that's is that yeah. that's keeping going i'm keeping that going people are keeping my company virtually now uh so people used to come out of my house and, and get plantain so uh, i don't think plantain is considered an essential item in in these days anymore so <laughs> i can't even provide hospitality so yeah keeping the company is my podcast uh, i'm on instagram as well um and um and as you said i'm on twitter Beautiful. Thank you so much. That was uh, that was brilliant. Good luck with the uh, rest of the piano. Very much. You... I thought you were going to suggest you teach me. <laughs> no, 
No, well, I can, um, if I can plug my own Facebook Live, I'm going to play, be playing. That's all I'm doing. I'm not doing any online comedy. I'm playing the piano at eight o'clock on Wednesdays. So that's I'm going to watch. I'm, that's brilliant. Well, I can... I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not amazing, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing my grade six at the moment. But it's just like, it just <laughs> makes me happy. And it's making a few other people happy as well. To me, grade six makes you Liberace to me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so you're like Elton John right now to me. So yeah, also, you're going to tune in. It's, it's funny speech. you mentioned Elton John. It's, a, it's an Elton John special. And funny you mentioned Liberace. I have a lot in common with that man. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, Athena, thank you so much. You're welcome. Stay well. Stay well. Lots of love. The brilliant Athena Kuglenu there. Please check out her Twitter and her Instagram at Athena Kuglenu. So that is our show for today. Just time to say that today at two o'clock is the first of the free check-ins that our brilliant counselling partner, threadup.co.uk, are offering. So if you need someone to talk to, they are offering free check-ins. Please get in touch with them on their Twitter. DM them at threadup underscore. Join us again tomorrow for more Psychomedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us a five-star review. Your positivity is needed more now than ever. If you can afford to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash Nathan Cassidy. Any donations there are obviously hugely greatly uh, received at this time. So Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pop People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk for more mental health tips from ThreadUp. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay positive. Tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Bald people.